Let's go! Are you ready? Let's go, baby. Dummies for sports. Here we go. Let's go, baby. Week one review. Week one in the books. It's always fun to overreact to week one because we all know that everything you see in week one is exactly what you're going to get throughout the course of the season. Everyone knows that. That, that, is, that goes without saying. So here's what we're going to do, boys. Um, you know, we sort of, you know, tweak with our little format every single year, which is one of the best parts about doing a podcast. So you can do whatever the heck you want. But this year, we're going to, you know, do some quick hitters. We're going to go through every game, quick hitters, a couple minutes in each game, and move on. And then at the end, we're going to leave you off with our five biggest overreactions from week one. So let's get started, guys. Thank you for joining us. We got the full crew here. Great to see your faces, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, let's start. Lions, Chiefs. Thursday night. I know it sounds like an eternity ago. feels like an eternity ago, at least. So let's go with one takeaway. I'll start. You'll follow you, and then we'll go to Aaron. So um, my one takeaway is very simple. It's just quick, you know. I don't want to – I want something that's maybe a little different than you'll hear in the narrative. Skymore not getting many targets. A lot of people look to, you know, Kadarius Tony in the bad game he had. I, I was looking more towards Sky Moore, the fact that, you know, they really did bring this guy. You know, you bring a guy like that into the offense, you obviously want to feature him heavily in the passing game. But he didn't he didn't get any targets. I mean, literally. So, you know, I, I'm looking for them to get him involved in the passing game a little more here. Yeah, my, my takeaway is the Chiefs, they just signed Chris Jones back, so he's a huge boost for the defense. But Travis Gales, uh Travis Kelsey cannot come back soon enough, and the Chiefs would be in serious trouble if they keep have to have to keep running out these um, plumbers at wide receiver for Patrick Mahomes. For as great as he is, um, he cannot catch the ball too. So uh, they need a solid receiver, and we could even see them maybe make a trade for a receiver in mid-season. No, it's it's Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. At the end of the day. I don't think there's nothing to overreact. We see teams lose week one all the time. <clears throat> you go into week one a little, a little shaky. So I, I have no fear in 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 the uh, in the Chiefs and then on the Lions. They played a very good game. They played every second of that game very well. Um, did exactly what they needed to get done. So I mean, there's there's not much to be said about that game. Tony, like Darius Tony was was atrocious. And yep. and not having Travis Kelsey, just not having Travis Kelsey. Now they get Chris Jones back next week, so I mean, they, they, their their holes are filled. If as long as they get Kelsey back, their holes are filled, and and who doesn't like their holes filled? Let's move on. I don't even know what that means. Let's move on to Sunday. <laughs> and We're eating very tasty. <laughs> let's move on to Sunday. We had the battle of the AFC North: the Browns versus the Bengals. Um, my one takeaway from this game is the Browns front seven looks absolutely legit, you know, causing problems for Joe Burrow. And, you know, Miles Garrett, when he matches up with Orlando Brown this year, which he will do again, and maybe a third time in the playoffs, unlikely, but who knows? Point is, they're going to be matching up with each other for a couple of years here to come. And Miles Garrett certainly got the, the, the matchup advantage there. He was wrecking him all day. So that's my takeaway. Miles Garrett was literally doing the hezzy, the hezzy uh, <laughs> mid crossover mid game. <laughs> That oh my funny. god, that was that was ridiculously disrespectful. Yeah, he owned that O line that still is having issues, even signing um, Orlando Brown. And 
we say this. I've been saying this. I've been hearing people say this. You don't play in the preseason. Quarterbacks that don't play in the preseason, they struggle in the first couple of weeks of the season. And Joe Burrow was an out with the whole preseason with an injury. He struggled, and the whole offense struggled. I mean, Deshaun Watson didn't even look good either, but uh, luckily their defense came to play, the Browns' defense, but the Bengals looked awful. Um, yeah, I mean, Browns get themselves a new, new, some new coordinators, and that really helps them. Um, but other than, I mean, yeah, that, that defense just blitz, blitz. But that's what the Ravens need to do next week. Blitz, blitz, blitz. Um, and, and, and pressure Joe Burrow. I mean, hopefully hopefully you don't injure him because we love Joe Burrow. But if he's out for the rest of the game, he's out for the rest of the game. But, yeah, that, that was just a stomping. Another Bengals loss in week one, a stomping. So... But once again, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna overreact to that as last year proved. So, um, um yeah, you know, it's just, it's just a week one stomping it. As you could put it, uh, well, uh, has he? <laughs> so. All right, Jags at versus Colts, another division matchup. Um, you know, obviously Colts had a chance in that game. Jags pulled away late. My one big takeaway from the, this game is Calvin Ridley is back. That's that's really what I think, you know. After you know sitting out for a long time, he had eight catches yesterday, 101 yards and a touchdown. I think he had another 20 plus yard catch that was actually erased. But that this is exactly what they brought Calvin Ridley in on the cheap to do, to be a number one receiver. And through, through one week at least, he's, he he's, he 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 has proven to be a legit number one receiver like his old self. So that's my takeaway from this game. Yeah, I, I totally seen, uh, I've never seen a player not be so rust. Like, every player usually has some rust when they miss a couple of games. Yeah. Calvin Ridley yeah. yesterday was money. He looked yeah, like he's, like, suspended. I never was suspended. I don't know what happened. He was money. I think this game was closer than it even should have been. Yeah. I think that yeah. that this was – I think it was, like, because I think all that fumble, there was that fumble that they walked into the end zone. That was such a silly play. You take that away. You take that. You take that play away. Yeah, you can always over oh, this play that, but that let's take that away. And 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 the game is thirty-one fourteen, and and you have a whole new ball game, um, and maybe even more because they could have scored maybe that that drive. I mean, they were backs in the end zone, but yeah, you go on. For real, I just learned by the way, Tank Bigsby, Tank Bigby's. Tank Bigsby's real name is Cartavius. That is a sick name. <laughs> but yeah, my takeaway is also Calvin Ridley. Uh, amazing. No rust. Like you said, he is money, which interesting uh, terminology. Uh, uh, you know, had suspension for a week off for betting, and, and Calvin Ridley was money. But, you know, no pun intended. But he looked oh, awesome. And, and I would say I would say Anthony Richardson, I was pleasantly surprised. He, he uh, was almost 65% in passing. I thought he was going to be atrocious. I genuinely thought he could have been, he had potential to be like under 50% passing. And maybe if he plays like a better defense with with uh, a better secondary, then he'll struggle a little more. But but uh, Anthony Richardson played well and he, and he kept them in the game. There you go. Yeah, you're good. Okay, I, said, I said what I said. I said what I said before you, Huda. Okay, good. Uh, all of it, Ridley, pretty much was uh, was our big takeaway. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the Colts are the Colts. No, there's not, we don't we don't talk. It's the, the Colts left town. We don't talk about them much, you know. Let's we're waiting for them to trade. <laughs> we're waiting for them to trade us Jonathan Taylor, but we don't want to say any anything mean. We want to be nice things about the Colts. So 
You know how like, Jim Irsay is. You say, you say something mean about Jim Irsay, and, and I'm not trading with them. I'm not trading with them. And we need Jonathan yeah. Taylor. We can use Jonathan Taylor, I could say, on this team. No one thinks it. Well, yeah. he better not. He better not watch the podcast then. No, please do. That'd be pretty cool if we, if he, <laughs> we get Jimmers and watch the podcast. Falcons, Panthers, again another division matchup to start the season. My big takeaway from this game is the limited targets that Kyle Pitts and Drake London got four targets combined. You would have to imagine, right? Those are the two weapons in the offense that are going to get featured, and they were not at all. So my big takeaway is the limited targets, and therefore the Falcons clearly intend to. Uh, not put the game in Desmond Ritter's hands, right? Make sure that De- Desmond Ritter throws as little as possible. Run the ball short underneath stuff. That's really all it is. Don't screw it up and uh, let the playmakers do their thing. I think that's uh, that's that's the Falcons' plan this year. He literally threw the ball 18 times. I mean, maybe um, Arthur Smith is a big fan of, of high, and he just he can't throw more than 18, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, he's going to put the game in the hands of his dynamic rookie, Bijan, and his underrated second-year running back, Tyler Algier. So two amazing running backs, the most important position in the NFL. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. <laughs> that looks basically exactly like last year, but now they have an um, amazing running back, and they're just continue, going to continue to ground and pound with that amazing offensive line. Is there any? Is there any team? How, how many wins can the Falcons really put together with this running game? At the end of the day, right? It's, it is incredible, and they do get down the field. And when they need to throw the ball, they tend to find someone that can get the ball at some point. But they don't need to throw the ball because they have this running game. So until that running game is stopped, you really won't see. And you can't say they don't have targets. Guys like Kyle Pitts, they do have targets. Um. Across more than so they didn't. Just, they're not getting any targets. Just not. Yeah, just but, not week but, one. But they, right. but they don't need. But they don't need to give them the yeah. targets. You win a game like that, you don't need targets. So how the question at the end of the day is, can someone stop that running game? I don't know. Will we ever see them? You know, when 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 that happens, we'll see what they can do. But by throwing the ball, but there's no need to throw the ball. And I love this. This is amazing. It's it's old school ground and pound. I love it. And uh, I thought Bryce Young, I mean, there's 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 something to him, but there's nothing to, I mean, there's nothing to, you know, there's no help, and you're just going to run. You're running, there's a career, a sad career being run to the ground, unfortunately, unless something happens, and, and but there's nothing happening there. Yeah, I think we got the assessment pretty good so far uh, for the Falcons and the Panthers. Let's move on to the Bucks and Vikings. Another assessment we made at the beginning of the season was that the Vikings would not win as many close games, and through one week, that is true. 20-17. to 17, they lose the three yep. point, and that was that. That was the Vikings season last year. The reason they had one of the best records in the NFC is because they won all their close games. We said this year you got to imagine some of those are going to go the other way, and and week one that's exactly what happened. They lost week one to the Baker Mayfield led Bucks, and we'll see if that trend continues throughout the season of them losing close games. Oh my gosh, I think we we hang out too much because that was my one takeaway. Also, was that there's no. <laughs> let me say, let no me say, Huda, we're through yeah. five games. The next five you'll go first, and the following five most will go first. So, so I don't take away everyone's things. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's okay. I mean, I mean, not that. It, obviously, it's boring if we say the same thing every time. But right. like, great minds like. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah, the Vikings. The Vikings uh, were constantly winning close one score games, and this year, literally week one, they lose a one score game, and the Bucks had no run game. And Baker Mayfield, but they had some timely turnovers of of Kirk Cousins and of the Vikings offense, and 
and were able to uh, steal this win from the Vikings in Minnesota. Was that Baker's one good game a year, or is that just the Vikings being the Vikings? At the end of the day, I, I one of my the two things I wrote about this game was the ball didn't bounce their way. Finally, yeah. right? That was yeah. one thing I wrote, and the second thing I really wrote was was that Baker's you know one good game, but. That's, that, that's really it. I mean, it, there's no more to it. I, the Bucks figured, found a way to, to 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 do enough to stop Justin Jefferson from getting to the end zone, even though he had a million yards. And like, I'm like watching his fantasy numbers. I'm like, oh, he must have scored a touchdown. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Ravens. Let's move on to the Ravens Texans. Yehuda, what's your one big takeaway from this game? Uh, my one big takeaway is that the the Ravens offense was was going to be rusty, and I didn't think it would look that bad. But uh, I think they're going to have to move even more pass-heavy now because of the loss of J.K. And so I think that um, – this is a little preview for one of my overreactions, but I think that their their run offense is going to significantly struggle and significantly be hindered by this loss of J.K. And um, Lamar is going to be asked to throw even more than he has in the past. What's going on me? <laughs> oh, I wanted to say, yeah. <laughs> Score comments are one big takeaway. Score comments. No, yeah. I, I, I really, I really was, you know, I really like. Yeah, my, my, my big takeaway was Zay Flowers. I think he proved that he is Zay Flowers. Darn and it. He is here to stay. Mine. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's my for sure big takeaway. I mean, I think there's still, there's still there's so many too many question marks about Lamar Jackson. I think the fact that we played the Texans helped. I think if that was any other team and that's your first half, your second half probably looks very similar to that. You might still win the game because they, they were even worse, but that was atrocious. The Ravens had all their injuries. So, Yeah, I second the Zay Flowers notion. I was very impressed by him. I didn't necessarily have high expectations for him going into the season, but he did look like a mini Tyreek Hill to some extent. 54 of his 78 yards came after catch, so he looks very quick. Very, very quick after the catch. Can do a lot of damage oh. once he gets the ball in his hand. So, encouraging sign. Totally agreed. Okay, Steelers, Niners. What? Yeah. A quick uh, Rocky, I mean, Dummies for Sports uh, trivia. Which uh, which game did you who to go to? I was at that one. <laughs> you, <laughs> which? I was Tuesday, at the is that yesterday's oh, game? Oh, yeah, yesterday's game. That's what you mean. Oh, which... <laughs> I was supposed to be, but someone decided to have tip-off before tip-off. Before tip so. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Steelers, Niners, Yehuda, what you got for this game? My takeaway is that um, Kenny Pickett is only good against second and third stringers in the preseason. All I heard all preseason was the Steelers are this sexy sleeper pick. Oh, are they going to win the AFC North? Joe Burrow's injured. Lamar has a new offense. Uh, the Browns are the Browns is the Browns. Oh, the Steelers. Tomlin doesn't. He doesn't. Um, you know, he doesn't have losing records. Um, they're playing at home. Here's here's a good test against um, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's elbow isn't good. The the uh, the Niners defense. The Niners offense has tells. Patrick Peterson's getting a pick or two. He's going to get so many interceptions. And then he got <laughs> roasted, obliterated. He gave up. Two, not one, but two touchdowns to Ayuk. One of them was man-to-man, Ayuk head-topped him. And the other one, um, Ayuk absolutely destroyed him on a route in the end zone. Patrick Peterson showed his age. He is not good. He's, dare I say, he's washed up. 
He was pretty washed in Minnesota, and now he's on the 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 Steelers, who play a lot of man defense, and they expect Patrick Peterson to cover people man. They looked awful, and they still have a Matt Canada offense. Even the Steelers fans, um, you know, everyone else is happy that the Steelers still employ Matt Canada. Everyone but the Steelers, because their offense was terrible. And if they keep playing like that, they are going to have their first losing season. Who to coming in high? So, I think yeah. the forty. I think the Forty Niners. I think if if you put it this way, the Forty Niners healthy are the best team in the in the NFC when healthy. But my 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 take. Takeaway is, and I don't want to tell the Steelers how to win football games because that's not what I'm here to do. Because I'm not. I hate them. But if they would throw the ball to George Pickens a little uh, bit more inbounds, not out of bounds, <laughs> they'd win some games. Um. And and the uh, the 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 other thing is that that was Mike Tomlin's worst home loss uh, of his career. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. Yeah, but about, I don't think the Steelers point. should have anything to worry about because 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 the Browns and and Bengals. I mean the Bengals and and uh, the Bengals lost. So so they're not yeah. in last place. Right, just... right. In terms of losing ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. I, I, my, my biggest takeaway is from the other side of the ball. It's from the Niners. I think uh, Brock Purdy looks very elusive in the pocket. It's hard to take him down. I think he's, he, I don't think Brock Purdy's great, but I think he's the best quarterback the Niners have had in a very long time. And I think of all the playmakers on this team, Brandon Ayuk is so underrated, and he should, he's the fourth best playmakers on the, he's the fourth best playmaker on this team, and he showed how talented he really is um, yesterday. So, yeah, those are my two biggest takeaways from the Niners Steelers. Commanders, Cardinals. I don't know if you. What you got for this one, you? <laughs> this is a tough one to get a takeout from. Yeah. Uh, the my takeaway is that the Commanders should not have made me sweat sweat that much <laughs> for game against the Cardinals. <laughs> that, <laughs> let me tell you all my uh, all my free bets. I mean, all my uh, you know five fifty dollar bets to get all my free bets really uh, would would have been bad if I uh, if I didn't. Yeah, Sam Howell was good in the preseason, but then he's just handing out, you know, handing out turnover touchdowns like they're nothing. But I think genuinely on that final drive when I saw Josh Dobbs complete a pass to to a receiver, and then the receiver gets tackled trying to go out of bounds, and he gets tackled, and they have like two or three timeouts left, and instead of calling a timeout there and trying to continue your game-winning drive, they just don't and just let the clock run. I'm like, if I <laughs> if I haven't seen any evidence of a team tanking, but this, I'm not. I'm not going to say any. You know, I can't call them out. But yeah, the the Cardinals look like they could be playing the first overall pick, and the the Commanders are lucky that they were playing the Cardinals today, yesterday. Definitely, I definitely agree that the the. Cardinals confirmed to everyone who they really are that they're going for number one. That was obvious. If, if you ask me, though, the Commandies, the Skins, the t- football team, whatever we call them next, are they back in business? Are they back in business, Rocky? Are they no. here to stay? I mean, the, the Eagles struggled. I will talk about that later. The Cowboys are, are – the Cowboys are – and you know they're yeah. not for real. And and, and, and I don't want to – they're still – they can still win. And the and the Giants aren't even are, have been demoted to college. So, so, <laughs> so the, the skins are in business, Rocky. Demoted to college. Your father is very happy. He thinks he, your father told me he says it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, skins Ravens uh, Super Bowl. Oh yeah, right. I'm sure he told you that. Right. <laughs> 
yeah, that would be uh, that would be quite <laughs> something. Dream. Uh, th there's not really much to take away from here. I mean, you know, the game went as expected, very slow. You know, you didn't really think the Commanders would be able to cover a seven-point line even against the Cardinals. Late turnover kept the Cardinals in the game. I think the biggest takeaway is the Commanders got to finish off drives. Don't make boneheaded decisions if you're Sam Howell. And hopefully yep. win a couple games. That's really it, you know. <laughs> you, you thought you thought going into the game, you, you 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 could have thought maybe Sam Howell has some some like hope, and then you see him like make these decisions, and you're like, oh, you're so bad at football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. so bad. So sometimes you're like, what are you doing, man? hundred percent. You have that. <laughs> Come on, man. He's one of those Come head on, scratching. Man. He's one of those head scratching quarterbacks, which you have a couple of, you know. Um. Okay. What do we got next? Titans versus Saints. What do you got for this one, Yehuda? Uh, my takeaway from this is that this is exactly who the Saints want to be. They want to be a uh, game managed. Uh, Derek Carr is a perfect game manager quarterback for them. But this is exactly yeah, exactly what the Saints want, and that um, they they win with good defense and you know a solid run game. Didn't have the best run game yesterday, but um, from the Titans side, I think that Ryan Tannehill might be close to done. And another is another preview of a of an overreaction that I have, but he might be close to done. And I play in the fantasy league with both of you guys, so I don't want to give this away. But Tajay Spears is a guy that you want to look at for uh, for fantasy and for for real football with Derrick Henry, you know, on on his way out. Not that he played you know poorly today, but uh, Tajay Spears was on the field. He had more snaps than Derrick Henry. So that's interesting that a rookie, the, the, the coaches trust a rookie to be on the field more than Derrick Henry. No, um, no, I... Yeah. I just gave you a, um, gave oh, you my secret. Um, my, uh, I, first of all, yeah, no, no, no. Let me, let me say this. Rocky, you, you, you said it when we were talking about the Saint, the, the Titans preview the, before the season. You said Ryan Tannehill is a mediocre quarterback. Rocky, I'm going to replace that with a bottom five, bottom <laughs> ten. I, I can't even. I mean, he's with Sam Howell. He's on the same level. I mean, he's just boneheaded, stupidity, dumb decision-making quarterback. And you can't say, like, oh, he's coaching. He's got good coaches. He's got good. I mean, like, they, they trade away A.J. Brown, but there's still a team around him somewhat. Defense is M, but at the end of the day, you, you got to play better, Ryan Tannehill. And these are the games the Saints just have to get the ball to bounce their way, win games like this, don't be stupid. And, and at the end of the day, you see what the Bucks are doing. The rest of the division is the Panthers and, and the Falcons are doing whatever. But your games against the Bucks and, are pro and the Falcons are, are really the only game circled on their entire schedule that is like must-win games. The rest of these just got to get the ball to bounce your way. I like the Saints. I mean, they're, they're my pick – yeah, no. I agree. Very tough. I agree with both of you. Uh, Tannehill looked awful. Three picks officially, four turnover-worthy plays, and uh, you know I don't I don't think Derek Carr looked much better. Derek Carr's got a lot of good playmakers there. That's pretty much why the Saints won this game. They did enough. Um, I think that offense should look better. It didn't look as good as I think that it could potentially could throughout the season. But Tannehill looked awful, and I'm with you, Yehuda. That was one my, my one big takeaway as well. How long till you give Levis a chance? You know. So that, that's a real question mark for the Titans. And um, we're going to have to see how that progresses. Now, I don't think Malik Willis, but I think Levis will, will get the chance before Willis because, you know, they already experimented with him. I think by, he's got it. It's got to start happening soon. I would imagine. I would imagine. Okay, Packers versus Bears. Okay, Yehuda, you're first for the last time. Then we'll go to Meisty. What do you got for this one, Yehuda? 
Okay. I keep you keep asking me what's right. I keep thinking about my overreaction. I just want to say them already. I'm getting too excited. I know. Yeah, but, you're jumping out of your out of your seat. I know. I know it feels. I had a couple of those too. Um, I would say. I would say. Um, I was very disappointed in Justin Fields. Like obviously, we saw some shaky stuff during during the preseason, and some like n- not the best passes. But he he again he did not look very good. And that Packers an underrated defense. They could win with a solid quarterback like Jordan Love and those yeah, um, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, number one receiver, number one option, basically, for the Packers, especially with Christian Watson out. And, like, they got all these young guys, Watson, Dobbs, and um, Musgrave. They could really make a push for the NFC North and uh, host a playoff game. It's so crazy to say that. Like, that's just the Packers winning. The Packers are winning, but... But yeah. and, and 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 Jordan Love learned from the best. Let's just put it that way. And the Bears need to show something. I mean, if they have a horrible season again, you're like, I heard one Bears fan say he's like, I hope we have the first pick and the Panthers get the second pick. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the but, or what? If, right? Yeah. What if the Texans got the first but, pick and the Bears got the second pick next year? That would <laughs> that would be something. Anything, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I'd be nuts. Um, um, Packers Bears. What anyway. a, yeah, so I, I think my biggest takeaway is that the uh, Packers offensive line just looked fantastic. You know, clearly Jordan Love's going to have time to throw this year. They allowed two pressures on 30 dropbacks. And, you know, Romeo Dobbs didn't play, and yet Christian Watson wasn't, he, you know, had a good game. Jordan Love had a pretty solid game. I don't know if you want to take away much from that because they obviously did um, play the Bears, but Jordan Love was a wild card heading into the year. And the fact that he, you know, when you give him a clean pocket, you know, goes through his reads, he can clearly do some damage. So I think that was pretty convincing. If you're the Packers, okay, Meisty, you're number one uh, for the for the remaining five games. Raiders, Broncos, what you got for this one, Meisty? I think Russ started out hot. I mean, wasn't anything too amazing, and obviously, second half came out falling apart. Um, I think Jimmy G played well. Other than that, it's just the Broncos, Raiders. Okay. At Rocky, here's this stat. If the Broncos averaged last year 16 points a game, right? right. They scored 16 again. Nothing's really changed. Is That's it Russell crazy. Wilson? Is it just Broncos? Like, it's so – and they lost 17-16. Like, it's so stupid to score another point. Like, it's the same thing story as last year. It pisses me off. It really bothers me because I hate when teams don't make, like, adjustments to the past year. Like, you looked at last year and you just did the same exact nothing. Yeah. Um, they literally lost week one last year to the Seahawks, 17-16. And they just did it again. Right, the Monday night game. That's that's right, crazy. Stuff. Yeah, I didn't even put two and two together. Um, New Year, same stuff. I'm not going to say it, you know. The more things change, the more Nada. they stay. Yeah, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Russell Wilson was cooking in the first half. Like, he actually was playing well. And then I just, Not I don't know what happened cook. Yeah, I, they let him cook, and he and he did well. And then all of a sudden, their their defense just broke just enough to to allow Jimmy G and Devonte Adams to to score just enough on them. And it, listen, don't look now, but the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are in first, first place. place. First place, that's right. They, Raiders winning the West. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I know. Crazy week one. Yeah, that's that's when the, you know your typical week one stuff app narratives. Let's say, but um, so you guys both looked for, looked at it from the Broncos angle. I'm gonna look at it a bit from the Raiders angle. Um, Patrick Sertan did a good job on Devontae Adams. Three pass breakups against him. 
But Jacoby Myers picked up the slack. That's a number two receiver that they were looking at in the offseason, and they gave him 10 targets. He had two touchdowns. So I, I, I like that. If you can have a really solid number two, as Jacoby Myers, Jacoby Myers is designed in this league to be a number two. He's, he was relied on in New England to be a number one. That's just not him. But if you put him in yeah. the position which he should be, his natural number two receiver position, not getting all the attention, then he can be a really solid contributor. So um, I like, I'm liking Jacoby Myers on this team. Eagles. He got lit. He, he did. Oh, that was yes. Yeah. That was crazy. That was crazy. I know. I know. That really looked a little yeah. scary actually at first, but um, yeah. But but he got he's up. Okay. And he came back. He's in. Yeah, he's in concussion protocol. Yeah. Okay, Eagles. Pats. That's the next game. Meisty, what you got for us? What can you say? Sorry, I just I, I Eagles. Didn't Eagles. Pats. Eagles. Pats. Oh, I, I wish we were here with Sean right now. I mean, I'd be. <laughs> Roasting him, even though his team won. Um, I, th- I thought that was, I thought, it, I mean, I think it was a typical week one game for some good teams. You know, you come out, you worked hard all offseason, you come out into week one, you're thinking you're going to crush them, and, and, you know, you struggle early, but you find your way. At the end of the day, you, you found a way to win there. Um, I think the, my saying for this game is the Eagles struggled more than the Patriots did well. You know, the, the, Eagles were rusty and the Patriots, but the Patriots have a lot of hope. They put a lot of pressure, and that's very good what you need to be doing in a lot of games if you're in tight moments against any team. Being able to put pressure on a quarterback, as the Browns showed, will help the teams like the Patriots. Yes, the Eagles are just better. Yeah, um, Eagles, my biggest takeaway was the Eagles' offense did not look good. And obviously there's going to be a regression from last year because their offense was a buzzsaw and they were amazing. But the Eagles, they they um they get a pick six to start the game. They go up sixteen nothing like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna beat them thirty, you know, thirty five to seven. Like they're gonna crush them. <clears throat> and last year they would have beat them thirty five to seven. But then this year, the uh, Patriots hung around, and then the Patriots just came back and kept it way too close. And and um, watching uh, Booty Booty try to grab drag his um his feet there you know that's a rookie receiver if he drags his feet and he gets that first down on fourth down uh patriots probably win the game <laughs> they, they would have gotten four four costly. cracks at the end zone costly yeah. yeah and um i mean obviously as a rookie you learn you learn live and learn but yeah that that was way too close for a pr- opponent that perceive obviously they're going into new england and it's still bill belichick but like that was way too close for for an opponent that is perceived to be a lot lower than you. Yeah, you I know. know. All your all your points are correct. Um, again, I'm going to try to take a little different angle. Um, Mac Jones four big time throws. I think when we looked at Mac Mac Jones when he got drafted, he's sort of like a low ceiling, low floor type of guy. That has not really been the case. He'll have random games where he's like throwing absolute dimes, but then for the most part, he's just putting up absolute duds. He hasn't really been this solid middle line guy. He has had fluctuations let's call it throughout his career now but i wanted to point yeah. out one other thing jalen carter what a, what a start to his career right looking like the absolute steal of the draft eight pressures and a sack had a 90.5 pass rushing grade according to pff so great start for him looks like a great pick and um you know eagle struggled but um in a rainy game it's hard to take out much from the game so oh so you know. stupid that he fell to nine that's i mean obviously it was a hot you know, he dealt with that oh, awful yeah. stuff with the um, with the Georgia staffer and the and the, the car accident and the, all that tragedy. But like, it was it was it's not fair that he went for the Eagles. Hundred <laughs> percent. 
I'm not fair. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, what we got next? Dolphins Chargers, Mighty. This was a fun one. What's your takeaway for this yeah. one? Yeah, my my first takeaway. I mean, was this this was this this was definitely best game week one oh, ever. Yeah. Best week, yeah, ever, sure. ever. Whoa. Ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this week, yeah. Ever. Week one game, best week one game ever. Here we go. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> that, no, that's my, it. my takeaways are this. My takeaways are as follows. First of all, both teams are. No, no, no. My, my team, my takeaways are as follows. Both teams are legit, right? Even though they're as legit as they come. That was. So, I mean, they both are offenses are, are high powered, ready to go. I think their defenses are were just good. They're just not good enough to stop each other's offenses. I think both these teams are looking at other teams with struggles and being like, the playoffs are wide open for both of them. Literally so wide open for the Dolphins, so wide open for the Chargers. And uh, if you're a team like the Ravens, you better be looking at these teams being like, oh my God, they better find ways to lose the games like the Chargers do because you need you need these teams to lose games. Yeah. Um, I love the offense and I love how – um, the spectacle we got to see. I think it was really cool, though, at the end, how the defense was the reason that the Dolphins were able to win the game, and Jalen Phillips was able to... Uh, he was working the, the right tackle the whole game, but that he was able to uh, to work him at the end and got in the, the on those pressures and those sacks, the key moments. And so that underrated Dolphins defense, obviously it wasn't good, but they were able to find a key stop when they needed it, and Tyreek Hill is just inhuman i think he's on pace right now for for uh 3600 receiving yards so you know we'll, we'll see that but yeah overreaction right now this is a bonus reaction this isn't even in, in my notes tyree kill is going for 2000 receiving yards this year by the way another note real quick by the way swing to something that we might not get to today but uh mvp of the week is tyree kill yeah Oh, did we do, oh, we didn't incorporate that in there. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah so, but, but we'll say that. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I think. Or Tua. Uh, or, not Tua. Or Tua, really. Okay. Tua stat line, guys, this week. Just absolutely crazy. Three, 466 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. And looked particularly good on third down and late in the game. It really picked up the slack. So that was great. Just chunk play after chunk play. This is really what we figured, and, you know, the offensive line looked good. Joey Boza and Khalil Mack together did not record a single hit on Tua. So if they're going to give Tua time with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and that's not a slouch of a, of a pass rush, you know, over there in L.A., this is going to be a good team, man. So, But but we'll obviously see. Listen, Tua's, uh he's hard to get a read on, <laughs> very difficult to get a read on. So we'll see how he uh, how he plays. I mean, I think the read is, the read is when he's healthy, when he's healthy, he's really good. That's what I think the read is. Yeah, I mean, even that, like, yeah, right. It, it, the question is, it, was that the only concern last year? Was it just that he wasn't healthy, so when he came back, he was a half-baked tour? Or was it yes, to... and also, by the way, the reason why Tua doesn't get MVP is, the reason why Tua doesn't get MVP is because how many of these plays were little dump-offs and slants that Tyreek Hill... I mean, yes, there are great passes that he made, but like, how, many, how many of these plays were like all just the player? Right. Like, a lot of them, a lot of yak for sure, but... But he was still he he threw the game winning touchdown that dot to Tyreek. It was just a little phase. That was a beautiful play. Yeah, exactly. So that he still threw that. That was crazy. That's that. Oh, so the game did not get delayed in the end. Yeah, Rodgers coming onto the field for his first Jets drive right now. Oh, is it? Okay, let's finish this up. Okay, Rams, Rams, Seahawks. (laughs) 
Meisty, what's your one big takeaway from Ram Seahawks? Uh, first of all, I would do the same thing as uh, what's his name? If Aaron Donald was coming at me, I'd be oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, I, I would have done the same exact thing, and I would have thrown that ball probably in his face just how I've been so scared. Um, yeah. Seahawks second half this week, had, they had only 14 plays, four punts, had the ball for a total of four minutes and 55 seconds. That's a disaster. Yeah. My second half for any did his research. So, um, but the first half looked good. Yeah, uh, this game I haven't to, I haven't to, I hadn't saw that stat line on the second. I was like, that Love is it. a disgusting stat line. Love it. Um, I think they just dominated the Rams, dominated them, and and uh, and we'll talk about it in a few minutes more about it. But but I think as long as the, the they're healthy, Stafford's healthy, I think the Rams are are a good team. Yeah, uh, Puka Nakua is the is the sleep the uh, rookie of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it! Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I the, my takeaway is like. Seahawks at home, like, what are you doing? This you can't name a single person on the Rams defense besides for Aaron Donald. Like, there is no way you can just ask, uh, like, even a casual football fan to just even a, even an astute football fan to name anyone on the Rams defense. Like, and then they just think they held them to thirteen points, and the Seahawks just gave up thirty to like the Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. Like, I know, I was just I was disgusted. They cost me a lot of money too. <laughs> So because I was, I was, yeah, Seahawks, well I'm, said. I'm nervous that Gino, that last year Gino was, you know, maybe it was a mirage. Well, this is what we were saying before the year. Uh, uh, Mycey and I were both talking about this. That is, you know, uh, this, as we said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We were talking about this before. Yeah. My, my takeaway is the same thing as do you, It's the same exact thing. You know, if you look at it, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, and Skorana combined less than 10 targets. Targets, not receptions, targets. That's Meanwhile, crazy. you have Tutu Atwell, and how do you pronounce it? Puka Nakua. 119 yards a piece? What the heck? Didn't see yeah. that one coming. I'll tell you that. Without Cooper Cup, you would think without Cooper Cup, fine, maybe Van will pick up the, the, the slack, maybe Higby. Nope. Puka Nakua and Tyler Atwell. Uh, there you go. Tutu Atwell. I'm sorry. Here you go. So a bunch of guys with some interesting yeah. names. So uh, let's go to Sunday Night Football. Cowboys. This was a great game beginning to end, guys. Right? I'm sure you guys watched till the end. I certainly didn't. I didn't even watch the second half. But, uh, Mosty, what's your big what's your big takeaway from this one? So that was great to learn. I, I, heard, I heard a song come on at 8.20-ish. And as soon as the song came on, I felt, after that, I kind of fell asleep. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> I did watch some highlights, and I'm, I turned it off at, at halftime. Um, I just looked at the stat line after that. So, I mean, they just stomped them. They just... Yeah. They sent them down to college. They really, they really, they really demoted them. They really just... They, they made the Giants look like they never... Like it was day one... The Cowboys played their best game of the season, and the Giants played like they never played had preseason. Like they never had a, a, a I don't even know. Like it, like there was the first day of training camp. It was so bad. It was just atrocious. And and I found the reason. I discovered the reason. This is my takeaway. I discovered the reason. If you That's go up reason. against, if you go up against the worst quarterback every single day in practice, and you're going to have oh five god. picks a player. And oh my god, Rogers already hurt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. What happened? Rogers is sick. The first drive, he's sitting down. He's hurt. No! Oh, my what? God. This O-line. The Jet. I'm telling you, Are New you York O-line. Oh, here. Let's put on that. What? I see oh that. I God. see that. Oh, you're ahead of me. You're ahead of me. Oh, my God. What? Okay. Oh, my let's, God. Let's get Okay, fine. Let's get that. Mycey, yeah. So, you were saying your big takeaway is pretty much that yeah. the Giants look like a college team, which 
Yeah. Naturally, they did. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. I don't know what you have to add to that, you hit. I'm just all, all units on all units looked horrible from the uh, from the Giants' perspective. It was like special teams, defense, offense. You could not have scripted a worse game for the Giants. Daniel Jones sacked seven times. The Cowboys scored at every facet of the game. It was just it was just a blowout. It was one of those games. It's like, you know. Um, yeah, I, I would say like this this defense, and to go right into our overreactions, um, the, the Cowboys are winning the division by three games. The Eagles struggled. The, the, the NFC East doesn't have repeat winners every – for 20 years, we have 20 years of data that every single year a new uh, team wins the NFC East. And this Cowboys defense is last year's defense, but even better because they added Gilmore. And they're they're the new uh, Dallas doomsday defense of the 70s. And Micah Parsons literally was running on high schoolers. Like, they look like high schoolers. They Cedric <laughs> Mullins, Grand Salami. Oh, baby. <laughs> Grand <laughs> Salami. Oh my god! Um, Zach Wilson in too. Yeah, but the Cowboys. The Cowboys are so good. Their defense is so good, and they're winning this division, you know, comfortably over the Eagles. Uh, sorry, I lost my composure there for a second. That was. <laughs> um. So go right into it. Five of reactions. Let's 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 do it. So you heard a, you 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 um transitioned to the you, that was the prelude into yours. Let's call it. That's the word I was looking for. Of course. I, I want to go fast because I really want to watch this okay, game. Okay, so let's go. Five. <laughs> let's do it. I'll do yeah. five. Might still do five and we'll yeah. get out of here. All right. Um, I, some of mine were uh, Tua is going to be a top three MVP voter. We saw how his um, MVP vote getter, we saw his upside yesterday and these unstoppable uh, receivers in Hill and Waddle, his dynamic duo. And he is going to get um, – Vote, enough votes to be top three in MVP voting. And as we talked about Ryan Tannehill, how bad he was, I said Will Levis is going to be playing by week 12 because oh! he's going to be so... He's going to be so... Tannehill's going to be so washed and their team is going to be so out of the race and out of the picture. I think Rogers might have... I think he might have broke his hand or something messed is, with his is, wrist. Is he back in the Sorry. game yet? No, no. But um, they they are not going to be they're going to be playing for the future and looking for the future. So they'll see what they have in Levis. So he'll be in by week twelve, and then uh, to continue the theme of suckitude, the Bears will have the number one overall again. Their <laughs> their team, their quarterback is going to lead them to number one overall. And this time they might they might actually uh, take the pick and not trade it. And lastly, I think. Unfortunately, the Ravens are going to be a bottom-tier team in rushing. They were always top five, top ten, even top five, top one sometimes in rushing. But this year, they're going to be below average, if not bottom ten in rushing. Okay, let me run through my five. Number one, you mentioned the Cowboys. Cowboys going to win the NFC East, potentially the NFC. It's a good overreaction, right, with how good they looked. Obviously, you could say it was just one game, but overreaction, that's the point. You're taking week one in a scope. My second one over here is that, oh, this is a good one. The NFC South as a division will finish with a better record than the AFC West. Just judging by week one, that should in fact be the case. (laughs) Crazy. That's a good one. Uh, There you go. Number three, the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, you you come out of there and you you kick the Steelers, you know what, in Pittsburgh, like Micey said, they do not get blown out in Pittsburgh very often unless you're playing the Ravens in the wild card round. If you remember that one, but um, yeah. but other than that, they do not get blown out in Pittsburgh very often. And the fact that the Niners came out absolutely swinging and just like 
you know, every facet of the game. Kenny Pickett was horrible. The Niners were fantastic, took advantage of all their playmakers. So that's number three. Number four for me are the Chiefs are a losing team without Travis Kelsey. If Kelsey's not on this team, they have a losing record. I don't really believe that, but it's fun to uh, put it out there anyway, just because everyone else is overreacting about that one. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a fun one. And this is the last one. These, I love these. These are really fun. And so back to the Steelers. The offseason, the preseason, like you said, Yehuda, it was an absolute fluke. The Steelers stink. They're not a good team. Yep. Um, yep. Kenny Pickett, just awful, awful. Deontay Johnson dropping passes again. <laughs> not going to get George Pickens involved. You're not going to be good. It's very yep. simple. I don't believe that either. I think this was a fluke. Um, but I, I don't think I don't think week one against you know one of the best best rosters in football, uh, even getting demolished at home, says that you're going to have a bad season. I think the Steelers will be fine this year, but concerning week one, no question. Why would you say an overreaction if if it's not true? Because you're not overreacting. It's true. The Steelers are garbage. It's not overreacting. It's, it's just it's just a you're fact. Not right. It's just a fact. Oh, Micey, bring us home. Since the the the. I have the Bengals and the Chiefs not winning the divisions. Nice. That's my new, my new oh, take. Oh, I like that. Are the Browns' playoffs hopes alive? Very much so. Yeah. Why not? Big cap. <laughs> no. Packers are for real. Jordan Love is the answer. As Aaron Rodgers goes down, Jordan Love is the answer. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's you, you know, the, 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 the Packers are celebrating that one. The Rams, oh, the Rams are legit. They are, the Rams. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I keep cutting you off, but like, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. What happened? The Rams are legit, and oh. the Giants are getting yeah. the first pick. Those are all my overreactions. Quick, let's, let's, let's quick. Wrap it up. We're gonna have to condense that and put that in a in a TikTok or something, because we're gonna have to put condense all these and put it. All right, guys, let's watch Monday Night Football. Thank you for joining us, everyone. We'll see if Rodgers gets back on the field. If not, enjoy the game anyway. Peace out.